Welcome to Slants and Rants, the home of hot takes, arguments, and the right opinion about your favorite team. Now, here are your hosts, CTD and Vega. Slants and Rants, baby. We are back. Championship Sunday. AFC Championship game. NFC Championship game. This Sunday. But right now, it's your favorite podcast host, CTD and Patty Vega. As always, before we get into the heartbreaks and the craziness of last week, before we get into our Super Bowl matchup predictions, Patty V, it is late right now. But I got to know, how you doing, buddy? Mr. Christopher, I'm doing swell. I'm feeling good. I am in Arizona right now. We've been on Zoom for about two and a half hours, three hours of bullshitting. We were supposed to record, but, you know, it's 2 a.m. by you, 1224 by me. Feeling good, man. I'm feeling good. Champion uh, Divisional weekend, like I said on the podcast last week, is always the, is the best weekend in football. And this past weekend lived up to it, man. Shit was crazy. Every game came down to a last to either a game-winning field goal or a game-winning touchdown. What a weekend. But the, my main question is, how are you? I was great for when there was 13 seconds left in the Bills-Chiefs game. Ever since then, life has been pretty shit. The reason why is... Like a fool, I I got excited because I had a future on the Buffalo Bills to win the Super Bowl. So did my best friend, Snowden. We both had futures on the Bills to win the Super Bowl. Both looking at, you know, we'll say a, we'll say half month's rent of a payout. Bills win. 13 seconds left. They haven't kicked off yet. I'm saying to Snowden. Let me tell you, bro, the Bills are beating the Bengals and they're definitely beating the NFC team. I don't care if it's the Rams. I don't care if it's the Niners. I'm like, this bet has never been more alive and never looked better than right now. Kickoff goes through the end zone. Like, okay, not great. As soon as that first down happened, Pat, I knew on second down the Chiefs were going to, or I knew on their second play the Chiefs were going to get into field goal range. When I saw how the Bills were playing defense with the Chiefs having three timeouts, I immediately was like, this is over. This is over. This is over. So credit to the Chiefs because it was an incredible, incredible finish of an incredible game. But I am not doing well. Uh, as, As a Bronco fan, you know I am not happy. I'm very pissed off about that game. It, it, it just it made no sense. The the Bills should be embarrassed. The, the, I don't know if you saw, but I sent it to you today on Instagram. They had the mic'd up of Travis Kelsey telling Pat Mahomes that he's open, like the seams wide open. It's like, what are you doing? What they still have three timeouts. Why, why are you guarding the sidelines if they have three timeouts? Who cares? They could throw they could throw over, throw over the middle all the time. They have timeouts. They're gonna stop the clock regardless. So why are you pre- not letting them – if you tackle them inbounds, they're going to stop the clock. What are you doing? And exactly. As soon as that Tyreek Hill play happened, I was like, yeah, this game's over. They're, they're, they're at least t- – they're tying this game. It's funny. My mom, I'm sitting there watching her, and she's like, 
oh man, game's over. I'm like, I wouldn't say yeah. I still, I know it's only 13 seconds, but there's still three timeouts, and it's still Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs' offense. And in a blink of an eye, their two best players got the football, and they tied the game and won in overtime. I don't know the, what the Bills were doing there. It's it, it was embarrassing, honestly. I, if I was a Bills fan, I probably would have stayed in a hotel for like three, four days just to get my to get like my mind right. What were they doing rushing for? What were they doing? Why would you be rushing for guys in the most obvious passing situation where you don't need to get pressure? Give Mahomes all the time in the world. That's fine on that first down. The second play, I understand maybe rushing three guys because Mahomes' arm is so strong that he can get it to the end zone. And you might worry about, oh, like Kelsey might get up there and, and catch this and cost us. But on first down, there was no reason to be rushing four guys. Absolutely not at all. After that first play, I was like, this is, I thought it was over before they came out. After the first play, I knew at worst they were tying. And that was like, at the minimum, this was going to overtime. And it was just obvious whoever won the coin toss was going to win it. And it's so funny because I am such a tails never fails guy. I swear on everything, Pat. They're out there. I say out loud, heads. Alan calls tails. It's heads. I immediately... As soon as that happens, I have like my hands like kind of like up. I'm sitting in my chair with my hands like kind of like up. Immediately just collapse down face first into the bed. No, as soon as, soon, as soon as that, as soon as they said it was heads and Chiefs got the ball, you knew the Bills were not stopping them. All the momentum was in the Chiefs' favor. And again, I'm a tails never fails guy. And once he said tails, I was like, oh no, please let it be tails. And it turned out to be heads. But again, you know, and then, you know, everyone complained about the overtime rule this past weekend. It, it's a rule that's never going to be – it's never going to make everyone happy. Uh, I'm one of those. I think you should play defense. Your team should play defense. I mean, you, again, you can hold them to a field goal. You, st- you still get the ball back. Just don't let them go 75 yards and get a touchdown. Granted, would it be nice if the other team got the ball? Of course, 100%. But your team can't get – you, your, your team can't do anything. You, you have to stop them. I mean, and you couldn't, and you couldn't, but it, it was still one of the best games I've ever seen. One of the most fun games. The last two, what is it, 230 or 130, whatever it was, so much fun. Gabe Davis. 23 that, points uh, or 25 points, something like that. Yeah, it was unbelievable. Gabe Davis looking like the young coming of Randy Moss, like he had 200 yards, four touchdowns, like. It was insane the game Gabe Davis was having. Like that one route he ran, he literally dropped this guy on the floor. Uh, Pat Mahomes looking like the old Pam, not the old Pam, the, the Pat Mahomes that everyone fell in love with a few years ago. And now the Chiefs are in their fourth straight AFC championship, trying to go to their third straight Super Bowl. And it pains me so damn much to say that. So damn much. I actually tweeted out. For when, excuse me, um, when the Bills scored um, to go up with 13 seconds left, when that was on what fourth and 17, something like that. Fourth yeah, and, it was something, yeah, it was something like that. Whatever it was, 
I immediately tweeted out when Gabriel Davis scored, I tweeted Gabriel Davis naming rights to my first child. Because I, I, I thought that was it. Like that was, it was, I thought it was over because it's fourth and forever. And I'm like, they're not going to stop the chiefs to get the ball back. Like, forget it. Like this game's over. They score and I'm over the moon. I'm like, Gabriel Davis, if you see this tweet, like you get to name my first child. And then immediately the bills blew it. And I quoted, I said, Nope. Bill's Bill's defense blew it for you. No, no, no more naming rights. No more naming rights. That that's I absolutely will sell out the naming rights my first child for for you know a thousand bucks. Like I will do that. That's that that was established that night. I think that's a pretty fair trade, honestly. I think that's a very fair trade. Uh, I, listen, if they won, I would have named Gabe Davis too. If I was you, I would have absolutely. But- no, no, no. Not that I was naming my child after him. Gabriel Davis can choose whatever oh, he oh, my he chooses. He chooses. Gotcha. He he could gotcha. he could name my child Dickface McGee. It was his choice if they won that game because of him. But the Bills' defense ruined it for him. You know, I think he's. Uh, I think he'd definitely be more worried about that than the game. Honestly, God, I think he would. I think he probably cares more about that. It hurts a lot more that he can't name someone else's kid for them than losing the AFC division game to go to the their first AFC champion. Oh no, not their first AFC championship game, but to go back to back AFC championship games. I think well, I think he would. I truly think he'd be upset. Well, look at it this way: hundreds, thousands of guys have won the Super Bowl. Zero people have named my child. Well, you don't have a child coming, so I don't think anyone can name your child. You don't have a child on the way. You're not expecting a child at any time soon. And I hope not either, unless you find someone random out there in uh, down south. But I don't have any children I, that I know of. And I hope we keep it that way. But uh, in all seriousness, how about Josh Allen just throwing everything back in our face again? He's good. I, I think we can put like the nail in the coffin. He, he, I saw a tweet and it was perfect. Josh Allen is what we thought Carson Wentz was going to be like Josh Allen. What Carson Wentz did in 2017 before he tore his ACL, what Josh Allen has been the last two years is what everyone then expected when Carson Wentz came back. And obviously Carson Wentz has been an average to a very below average quarterback in those couple years. He has taken that spot like the, the type of mobility, like some of those run plays. First off, like I am a, I am always against design QB runs in the NFL, college, whatever. Do them all, all you want. The NFL is just so afraid. Don't get me started on that. Yeah, I, and then in the NFL, I'm just like I would hate it. You have a four hundred million dollar guy running in design runs, but when Josh Allen runs the ball. He he's running over these defensive guys. Like I'm more like there was one play he heard a, G, a Chiefs defensive back. Like they're they're more in trouble than he is. And then when he's throwing it, oh my god! Like his accuracy, I don't I don't think I've seen accuracy improvement like his in such a short time frame. Like I I really can't think of anyone where I was like, man, this guy is so horribly inaccurate. And now it's like he drops dimes and he, 
like that long touchdown pass when they went down 10 and it was like, all right, looks like the chiefs are going to pull away. And the bills had the one play touchdown drive, 75 yard touchdown. Um, Allen to Davis. He like, there was like three other spots that most NFL quarterbacks throw that ball to, but he waited, saw the deep play, opening it, opening, chucked it deep, threw a dime, scores a touchdown. He was unreal. Unreal. No, you're hundred percent right. The, the two year span of how he's improved actually, because he was good last year actually, but now he's literally great. And two years ago, we were on his ass like there was no tomorrow. Saying he can't complete anything deep. He throws everything out the end zone. He overthrows you by twenty yards, and there was there was proof of that. And now he's literally a superstar quarterback. He's a top ten quarterback in this league. You know, I'm sure I'm sure some will argue top five. And it's it sucks that again the the little brother fell short to the big brother in the AFC and couldn't get over that hump. But hey, forty million people are watching it. That was the high on CBS, which is one of the highest football games in a while or whatever. So uh, I know I know the executives at my job are probably very happy and rolling in uh, some dough. I'll say this. The NFC's gotta gotta step it up, especially if Rodgers leaves to go to the Broncos or the Steelers, because right now the future of the AFC, you have it's- Mahomes, you have Burrow, you have Allen, you have Herbert. You can even throw Lamar in there for yeah, well, the, yeah, the, that, yeah. I'll definitely throw Lamar in there because again, yeah. think about it. Before Lamar went down, they were first place in the division. Yeah. So like, and, and he's been an MVP. So you have to Lamar in there. And again, Mac Jones isn't obviously what these people are, but Mac Jones is another young quarterback that could be something. Um, I who who else do we have there? Baker Mayfield, no. But yeah, no. All those quarterbacks you just named are quarterback. Trevor Lawrence is still. I mean, we still don't know what he has, but technically, Deshaun Watson's still in the AFC. Yeah, again, Deshaun Watson. Exactly, Deshaun Watson comes back. That's another one. Like, there's so much young, great talent in the quarterback in the AFC. It's ridiculous. Like you said, the NFC, if Rodgers leaves, that leaves you Brady, Stafford. Brady might retire. Rodgers and Stafford are both up there in age. Exactly. Matt Ryan's up there in age, and Matt Ryan's not the same quarterback he used to be. Uh, Saints don't have anyone right now. Uh, Jameis is a free agent. Kyler is probably the best young quarterback in the NFC right now. That that I would think. Kyler and what? Kyler and Dak probably. Yeah, and both of them like have, have very weird have years. Yeah. yeah, exactly. They have their flaws. They're not. They're not leading these teams to the playoffs like you just saw. Pat Mahomes do or Josh Allen do, but again. It's so crazy. Look at the difference in quarterback play in one conference to another. And it's watching insane. watching that Chiefs Bills game, as we're both fans of average teams. I mean, the Eagles made the playoffs because they, you know, they had a very easy stretch. You know, they beat the teams that they should beat. The Broncos playing a tough division, missed the playoffs. Both of our teams have question marks at the franchise quarterback. But watching teams like our teams and these mid-level teams, these below-average teams, 
And then you watch a game of the Bills and Chiefs where I would say those are the two best teams in the NFL. I thought that was number one and number two going head to head. It's like you're watching a different sport with how those offenses run. Like you, the, the passes that Mahomes and Allen make, the routes that Tyree Kill, Travis Kelsey, Stefan Diggs, Gabriel Davis, like the, the play calling, everything. It's truly like you're watching a, just an upper echelon of football. You're like, wow, I would kill for my team to do this for a quarter, let alone the entire season. Like that was such well, a I, fun I have, game. I have a bone to pick with Brian Dable for a quick minute. Because there were some stretches of that game where I was screaming at my TV for oh, some yeah. of his play calling. He, he, my man kept running a quarterback blast power with Josh Allen every time. It's like, dude, just throw the ball. The Chiefs can't stop you when you throw the ball. Cut it out already. So I'm trying to – it was, what, I think third and two or fourth and two, whatever it was. He tried running a quarterback quarterback blast with Josh Allen to quarterback sweep with him to the right side. It's like, what are you doing? What are you doing? My big problem too, though, is in the playoffs, guys like Josh Allen and Mahomes, like remember very early in the game, Mahomes scrambled for like 60 yards. You don't need the design runs for them. Call up a pass play and they are in the playoffs when they put their body on the line, they'll, they'll make up the yards if they have to, but call up a pass play. And if something's open, they're going to hit it and you're going to get even more yards. He had some moments where like, I liked what he called. But I agree with you. There was some – I was constantly texting my buddy Snowden because we both obviously had the had the bills. There was some moments where I was texting him. I was like, wow, I, I hope this guy is the coach of the Giants next year because what the hell is he calling? And he's probably going to see Daniel Jones and know that Daniel Jones can run and call that more because there was some, <laughs> there was some foolery that he was calling. But at the same time, he called some damn good plays that, that put him in, in good spots. No, and 100%. Shout out Sean McDermott for understanding you don't beat the Chiefs kicking field goals. He said they were going to be aggressive, and from the first drive, they were aggressive. First drive, they get stopped at midfield, fourth and two, they go for it, and they get it. Shout out to him for understanding you lose this, you're going home. What the like, you cannot leave any opportunities wasted. In Arrowhead, and they didn't, and it still wasn't enough. So imagine if they played it safe all those times. The game wouldn't have been close. So shout out to Sean McDermott for actually having a set of cojones on him. I agree 100%. Uh, I was screaming at the team, he better go for it here. Because again, you're not going to be the Chiefs with field goals. The Chiefs could score in a blink of an eye, and you need to score touchdowns off field goals. You can't settle, or you can't punt. I'm like, if he punted on that fourth and two at the 50, I would have lost my mind. I would have lost my mind. Because that would have been insane. But, uh, you know, Brian Dable's obviously going to get a head coaching job probably in the next week, in the next week and a half. I just feel bad for Eric Bieniemy again because he's going to be the odd man out again. And I just, the more older you get, the more you're not going to get a chance to get a, to coach a team. And what sucks is it's tough for him because they're in the AFC Championship or the Super Bowl every year, and these teams can't talk to him, can't do a full interview like – do another interview with him or whatever. So teams don't want to have to wait to hire who they their guy. And I definitely think, you know, everyone's all about these offensive-minded coaches. My team just hired, hired offensive-minded coach. You know, this guy was just put on the back burner who I think deserved a shot, even if he 
even if he's not a good coach, he still deserves a shot to be a coach somewhere. And that sucks. But Bills Chiefs, one of the best games I've ever watched, one of the best games I've ever seen. Uh, let's see what happens next week with the uh, the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, Cincinnati Bengals, which I did, I said the Bengals would beat the Titans. So did I. I called the. We listen. This podcast again, Chris. Chris even more said at the beginning of the year the Bengals are a surprise team that could make some noise. Not we didn't think this much noise. I know we said it's four like eight straight podcasts, but the Bengals are on the AFC Championship game after a grind out win against the tennis number one seed Tennessee Titans. Man, good for the Bengals. This is the first year, like almost every year, it's the one and two seed. This year you have what the two and four in the AFC, and the three, the th- mm, yeah no three three and six. Oh, three and six, even better. Yeah, the three and six in the NFC. Um, no, four six. Right, the Rams were, oh, no, four. Or the Rams because the three, four? No, you know because because three six would have played in the in the first round. Oh, yeah, so four six. Yeah, the Rams were then the four because the Cowboys were. Yeah, the three then. Um, no, no, I'm telling you, it's, it's oh, yeah, yeah, it's, you're right, you're right, yeah, because four, five, yeah, play each other three, six, and two, seven. Um, normally every year, you know, it's one, two, maybe one, three in a weird year, two, three. This is the first year where it's kind of funky, but at the same time, in the AFC, the last week, like I said, was the number one versus the number two, the Titans. Although they had the number one seed, they were not the best team in the AFC. You can make an argument that they were probably the fourth best team in the AFC. Like where they where they were at at that point, Derrick Henry coming off injury. We loved the Bengals. There's just something about the Bengals and 49ers right now. Pat, I think these two championship games, the best way to describe them is in both of them, you have the best team in the conference facing the hottest team in the conference because the chiefs are definitely the best team in the AFC and the Bengals are the hottest team in the AFC. Then in the NFC. Okay. You could say the, the bucks were the best. You could say the Packers were the best, but there were people who said the Rams were the best team in the NFC. They didn't care. Patty V with the phone every week, never changes. There are people who say the Rams were the best team in the NFC. And the Niners are definitely the hottest team. They're like nine and two in their last eleven games, so it's it's interesting. I'm just worried we're just you know, both games could get ugly. It is a worry. It, it it's definitely a worry, my especially the AFC Championship game. Uh, I really uh, well, again we'll we'll make our pitch later. Um, do you have our records for this lat for this for the playoffs right now? Or yeah, are we, are we actually, not prepared this week. So, so I, same uh, same for later, but I'm just curious because. I'll say this. I've been terrible in the playoffs. You've been fantastic. That, that's nice. That's nice. But anyway. Uh, the one, I, the I, one I, game I, you've missed on is the game we haven't talked about yet. Yes, which we will get to in, uh, in a few seconds. But, um, but, yeah, no, dude, the Bengals, nine, again, we've been screaming how bad the Bengals offense line is. And it showed, and it really showed against that great Tennessee D-line. But. It shows that the Titans, Ryan Tannehill, can't get you over the hump. 
And I like Ryan Tannehill, but he could win you games in the regular season when you have a great running game. But Derrick Henry, again, he came off an injury. He hasn't been anything stellar in the playoffs of recent when the game is matter. And when that happens and you put the ball in Ryan Tannehill's hands, look, we had three interceptions and one big one that cost them that got the Bengals' best player from this past week, Evan McPherson, who's been their unsung hero of the whole season because he's been kicking 50-yard fuels left and right. Uh, but good for the Bengals, man. Joe Burrow has a moxie about him. He's a swag about him that people in Cincinnati love. You know, he has that receiving core. He has Joe Mixon. Listen, they beat the Chiefs once. They beat the Chiefs once. Can they do it again is the question, man, in Arrowhead this time. Can the can the Bengals do it again? Can Zach Taylor beat Andy Reid in a championship game to go to the Super Bowl? First off, shout out Andy Reid, first coach in NFL history to take a team from each conference to four straight conference championship games. Future That's Hall of Famer, been, not even a question about it. He's a first ballot Hall of Famer. It's not even oh, yeah. a question. Yeah, of course. Um, the, the Bengals, I think I'm going to go out on a limb, but I think it's safe to say outside of four cities in the, in the country, everyone is rooting for the Bengals to win this game outside of obviously Kansas city, Cleveland, Baltimore, and Pittsburgh. Everybody is rooting. And there's probably even people in, um, Cleveland, Baltimore, and Pittsburgh that like like there there's a chance that they don't even care about the Bengals. They just they don't want to see the Chiefs win again because the Chiefs are working on being an unstoppable force. The Bengals are so easy to root for. And I hate that I have to bring it up in this podcast. I can't have Patrick Mahomes' wife and his brother at a Super Bowl. I can't have it. I'm I won't I, 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 no, no, no one can have it. They, they are the most annoying people on social media right now. I can't put, take it. I'm putting my money where my mouth is, Pat. If the Bengals beat the Chiefs, I will buy a Joe Burrow jersey out of respect for him doing America a favor. Wow. That's big right there. My That's word. Big. Stamped. I will get the swag man himself, the fucking iciest guy in the NFL, who everybody now loves. If he does, if he brings Christmas 11 months early, one month late, and doesn't have Jackson Mahomes and Pat Mahomes' wife, Patrick Mahomes' wife, at the Super Bowl, if he does that service to America, I will buy his jersey strictly out of respect because that's a legend. All right, listen, I, as a Bronco fan, I can't stand the Chiefs. I'm tired of them. I'm tired of them just winning. I'm tired of the family members, her spraying the champagne out the sweet window, like enough, enough, enough. Tired of you. We're all tired of you. Please, Joe Burrow, please be the God this weekend. Well, again, we'll give our picks at the end of this, but I, I hope somehow, in some way, the Bengals can beat the Chiefs twice in one season, man. I hope. I'm literally like hands and knees begging, like crying, like praying to this, 
praying to the gods for the fab. And- the worst part is like, I obviously love Andy Reed and I like Travis Kelsey because he's Jason's brother. So like if it were, if it were just Pat Mahomes and his brother and his wife were completely out of it, I wouldn't even care, but that's how much I dislike them. That's how much they drive me insane that I'm like, I need them to lose. I need it. Like, it's not even, it's not even a question. I cannot stand them. No, I, I hear you and I don't blame you, but again, Titans Bengals, not a lot really happened. The game was really a slow burn type of game, but let's move over to the NFC, NFC side of the bracket. We will start with the Saturday game, which was the snow game. 49ers going into Lambeau and being Aaron Rodgers' kryptonite and taking Kyle Shanahan, taking down the Green Bay Packers without scoring an offensive touchdown. Isn't that insane? They beat, again, the Packers opening went opening drive right down the field, scored a touchdown or opening drive right down the field, bang, just for them to lose and not score another touch on the rest of the game. They got one field goal, uh, and the 49ers just went in there and all facets of the game just beat them. You know, once they got that running game going later with Debo and Elijah Mitchell, that was it. And uh, the block, the block, the block field goal, the block uh, punt for a touchdown. Aaron Rodgers just didn't look like he had it. Joey Bosa, I mean, Nick Bosa is something else, man. That, that dude is just, that dude is on something else, man. But him and Armstead were having a day. Every time Aaron Rodgers went back to drop back to pass, he was getting hit by one of them. Every time. That 49ers pass was on something else that game. Hey, we, on this podcast, when we're right, we love to talk about how right we are. But we face the music. When we are wrong about something, we own up to being wrong about it. We were dead wrong about the Packers-Niners game. I, not even joking, Saw the Packers drive right down the field, score a touchdown. I was like, all right, this game's over. It's exactly what I thought it's going to be. This is going to be a blowout. It's going to be a walk in the park. And it wasn't that at all. It was the complete opposite of that. I was so wrong on it. I couldn't have been more wrong on the game. I truly thought, I didn't think the Packers would win in the championship. I thought they would lose to the winner of the Bucks rams game. But I thought for sure, Packers are going to win this game. No question. Uh, Completely off. Last week, I said this game's going to be a blowout. And like you said, as soon as that first uh, that first drive, I was like, I'm like, okay, I was right. Bang. Wrap it up, tie it up, throw it in a box, throw whatever you got to do. It's over. And boy, were we wrong. Boy, were we wrong. I started watching UFC because it was a late game. I was like, may as well watch the fights. This game's not going to be close. Yeah, and look, we have Robbie Gold get walk-off field goal. And Robbie Gold, by the way, Always been a big fan, Penn State guy, legend. Robbie Gold is legend. Ice in his veins, Mister Playoff. He don't miss in the playoffs. The guy's a stud. But now the questions. Are, hey, but by the before I get to Green Bay, listen. The Forty Nines were my division champ for the NFC West. I didn't think I get to the championship game, but you know I'll, I'll, I'm going to pat myself on the back a little bit here because I picked the Forty Nines to win the division in the NFC West. And now look, they're in the NFC championship game, but now what happens in green Bay? 
what happens in Green Bay? They just lost their offensive coordinator. Nathaniel Hackett is now my team's head coach. Does Aaron, is Aaron Rodgers leaving and coming to Denver? Devontae Adams is a free agent, which you would think they'll franchise him, but who knows? Do they package him with Aaron Rodgers to Denver or to Pittsburgh? Listen, Nathaniel Hackett now being in Denver clearly makes the Broncos on paper the favorite to land Aaron Rodgers if he's moved. And th this Packer team could look like a whole different team next year. And it's going to be really interesting to see. You're, you, you ready for my bold predictions of the week? Super bold, just uh, straight firing. This is what's going to happen. Rodgers is going to force a move, most likely to Denver. At worst, Pittsburgh. He gets out of there. The Packers franchise tag Devontae Adams. Devontae says, look, you can franchise tag me, but we already said this was the last dance. I want out of here. I'm done. The Raiders trade a first-round pick and maybe something a little sweet. Get Derek Carr, his college buddy, his college partner back together because that seems to be – the consensus is if if Devontae Adams isn't playing for the Packers or isn't playing with Aaron Rodgers, he wants to play with Derek Carr. The Raiders trade for Adams. So Rodgers next year is either a Bronco or a Steeler, and Adams is a Raider. That's my bold predictions of the put, week. Put, put, put. Well, your money, you got to pick one team for Rodgers. You can't pick both. You got to pick one. Okay, I got to pick one. Uh, I'll, I'll say the Broncos. And I'll say the Broncos because it's a little more familiar situation in Denver because they'll obviously have his offensive coordinator there, even though he loves Mike Tomlin. But I think the Broncos would be more likely to package picks and whatever to get Rodgers. And the Steelers aren't overpayers. When do you Never see the Steelers have. get – it doesn't happen. The Steelers don't get fleeced by trades. They they don't get made a mockery by anyone. Like the most they did when they traded up for Devin Bush for with the Broncos. Yeah, with the Broncos, yeah. And that was what? Yeah. Just a, that was picked like 20 to the pick nine, I think, or pick 10, I think. And they, they traded, what, a second-round pick the following year? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, it was something like that. That, that was like groundbreaking for them. Yeah. Pittsburgh doesn't – they don't make – The splashy, crazy – Headlining moves like that. Because they're just always good and they always know what to do. And there's already been, this is a big thing, there's already been seeds planted that Pittsburgh will roll with um, Rudolph or Haskins next year. There's already been seeds planted about that. This is, we're going to get even more bold, get even crazier. Pittsburgh does get a new quarterback, but it's going to be either Jimmy G. Or Kirk Cousins. Wow, that's bold. That's bold. I thought you were going to say Jameis Winston. No, I think Jameis goes back to New Orleans. We'll see, man. I hope he gets back healthy because he was playing good for them. They were, what, 5-2 and two when he was there? 5-3, and three, something yeah. like that? I think, but, I think anyway. they were like 5-1 and one at one point. Yeah, something like that. But regardless of the fact, back to the, uh, to the NFC Divisional games. Yeah, well, Green Bay could look at Jordan Love, might be under center. No Devontae Adams. You'll have Lazard and Valdez Scantling, and that team will look a lot different in Green Bay. 
And what's crazy is they'll probably still be the favorites somehow to win that division. I, I said it to my buddy because I, I think Jordan Love is terrible. But I said, look, let's be honest with ourselves. They're the Packers. They'll somehow – they'll either end up with someone else that's, that's fine like or, or that's good or Jordan Love's just going to end up being good. Like they just – they always – they always are. Find a way. They, they so always one of those are. teams that just are always good. And the Packers same are with the Steelers. Like the the Steelers. Steelers are always at least 500 and above. 500 yeah. and above. The Steelers will always be 500 and above somehow in some way. But Green Bay is going home. San Fran is moving on. Now we move to the Sunday game, which the, the Los Angeles Rams literally tried gifting it to Tom Brady and the Bucks. The Rams dominated that game from start until – finished, but they just had a bunch of little hiccups where they almost blew it. Cam Akers fumbling right before the half, you know, right right inside the Bucks, right right in the goal line, right on the goal line. He fumbled right before the half. Cooper Cup, the most short-handed person in the league, fumbles a huge play. Uh, Cam Akers fumbles again late in the game, stripped by Nandamakin Sue. Von Miller gets a strip sack fumble on Tom Brady, and then the next play, the first play for the Rams, center snaps it over Stafford's head. Like there was just so much that they the Rams just tried giving the game away. The game felt like a bad movie script. It felt like a bad football movie script. But when it came down to it, the Bucks for some reason were playing cover zero against the Rams, trying to get pressure on Matt Stafford. And Matt Stafford hit his hit his hit his number one guy, Cooper Cup. Over the middle, he redeemed himself. And Matt Gay and the Rams, field goal through the uprights. Moving on, and one game away from hosting the Super Bowl. They are one game away from hosting the Super Bowl. Granted, they don't got much fans. But, hey, they're one game away from hosting the Super Bowl. They're the first team. They would be the first team, obviously, to host the NFC Championship and the Super Bowl um, because last year was the first time anyone's hosted the Super Bowl in their home stadium and the Bucks were wild card. But it is kind of funny, as crazy as that game was, as much as the Rams should have won by 40 and it came down to the final seconds, none of that is the the true talking point of it. The true talking point is was that Tom Brady's last game? The the longtime football watcher and the Having to hear this for the last 10 years, my immediate reaction is this is the same old thing. Brady's going to be back, like not even going to put any investment into it. But this time we have Brady saying public statements that makes you kind of think. And the biggest thing was, man, when was the last time we saw Tom Brady in the playoffs lose and he's on the field smiling, shaking hands, laughing? That's not a normal Tom Brady. That's not a normal reaction from Tom Brady. That's where, like, my gut still tells me that he comes back for a year and gets a retirement tour, which if he doesn't, then no one should ever have a retirement tour ever again. But my gut says he plays another year. But watching that, that made me think, you know what? Maybe he is done. Maybe he, you know... He went to climb that mountain and he was like, you know what? I finally reached a comeback that I wasn't able to overcome. I'm not, I'm not at it. His quotes talking about how 
if I don't feel like I can play my best, someone else deserves another chance, uh, saying that he owes it to his wife and his kids to, to be a dad, to be there. Like just all these quotes that he's saying, like we've never heard Brady talk like this to where it truly feels like, Ooh, maybe he is done. You know, I was wondering that, but I think he's coming back. You know, he almost won. He's probably might win the MVP. I think he should win the MVP for the season he had. Uh, and think about this. They didn't have Antonio Brown walks off the field. He loses one of his best receivers. Chris Gobham got out and was out for the year. So, granted, he had Mike Evans, but Mike Evans, Mike Evans played good, but other receivers he had weren't Chris Gobham and Antonio Brown. Like, you know what I mean? So, I think he's going to give it at least one or one or two more runs at this. You know, from from playing like he wasn't like he, if he was playing like Payton, if he was playing how Payton was playing towards the end of his year career, it'd be different. Be like, okay, yeah, it needs time to wrap it up. Tom Brady, you know, I think he threw five thousand pass yards, I think, or just a close. You know what I mean? He was a couple plays away from going back to the NFC Championship game without Chris Goblin, without Antonio Brown, and I think a couple other player receivers got hurt during this game, so. You you uh, you give Tom Brady a fully healthy Bucks team, they're probably in the NFC Championship game. If we're being honest, I agree with you. But at the same time, a piece of me sees Brady, and he saw how Peyton was, he saw how Rivers was, he saw how Ben was. A, like that's our lasting impressions on those guys. Like granted, like over time, like no one really thinks about. Peyton's bad years, but it always gets brought up at some point in the conversation. If Brady retires right now, he's obviously already the greatest of all time, but we will never know that fall off from Tom Brady. We will never have seen him play that badly because his final year, he might be the MVP. If not, he's second in MVP voting. I think there is a piece of Brady that when he says, like, oh, if I don't feel like I could be at my best, someone else deserves a shot, blah, blah, blah. Obviously, the standard of Tom Brady is a lot higher than the standard of the average NFL quarterback. I think there's a piece of Brady that he is so great that he doesn't want to have if he knows he can go for another year, but he's not, he's going to put up 35 touchdowns and 4,000 passing yards instead of 43 touchdowns and 5,000. I think there's a piece of him that would be like, you know what? I don't want that to be my final year going out a drive away from, from being back in the NFC championship game, finishing second MVP or winning MVP. I already have seven rings. It there there's, if he comes back, I think it, it's, it can only be a worse ending because it's going to be very difficult to finish on a higher note than this. No, it's, it's going to be interesting, but, Let's talk about the Rams here because the uh, the Rams came to play, man. That defense, Von Miller looked like he was back to 2015 Von Miller. That that was a Von Miller that I, I couldn't believe he found the like found found the spark and it's playoff Von Miller. Like you know, I was so happy to see Von Miller back in the playoffs and just absolutely dominate. Him and Aaron Don were dominating the game. They were hitting Tom Brady at least every other play, if not every play. And, and it's funny because Tom last time Von Miller played Tom Brady in the playoffs, Von Miller dominated Tom Brady in that game too. Picked them off, had a couple sacks on him. So 
it was good to see Von Miller and Aaron Donald look like the one-two combo that everyone expected them to look like when the Rams traded him, traded for him from Denver. But to look to the future, it's Rams 49ers, 49ers, Kyle Shannon owns Sean McVay, but Rams are home. Matt Stafford's playing great. Odell's looking great. Cooper Cup is Cooper Cup and a star. It's gonna be an interesting game, man. I don't expect a, I don't expect a lot of points. I expect it to be low-scoring games, some defense in there. But look at this: the two teams in the NFC Championship almost gave away two playoff games this year. The 49ers almost gave their game away against Cowboys, and the Rams literally and <laughs> literally put put the ball in Tom Brady's hands for them to blow it. And somehow they they both squeaked out. So, one which team isn't going to be have that late collapse in in this game? It's gonna be interesting. The Rams have lost six in a row against the Niners. Look, I'm just gonna come out and say it, Pat. I need the Rams to lose this week or next week, or I'm I'm in a world of trouble. I've I've stuck to my guns. I need them you're, to lose. You're, you're gonna be at that guy that's like on the like that social media, like that meme, that video. Oh man, I'm getting cooked. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, is. I put <laughs> so much stock in, and look like I still, I still have stood strongly over their decision making. And like I know that I know Rams fans obviously don't care about their draft picks, and they shouldn't. If they if they win this year, it was all worth it. All the years of not having. You take ten bat. You take ten years of no first round picks for one Super Bowl. Every team's going to make that that deal. But I've been out here saying how all of their trades aren't going to end up worth it. If they lose either on Sunday or in two weeks in the Super Bowl, I get to fucking Irish dance all over their grave. If they don't, I look like a moron. You will, you will look like a complete fool if they win it all. And they have a good chance to. They have a good chance to, which that's going to lead us right into. They're the second favorites. They have to be. We have, let's get right into it. We have three more games to pick for the rest of the season. Two coming up. We have the Cincinnati Bengals traveling to Kansas City. Three, I believe, three Eastern in Arrowhead. Jim Nance, Tracy Wolfson, Tony Romo on the call on CBS. And then at 6.30, you have Fox. I believe it's Aaron Andrews, Pam Oliver, or Christina Pink, either one. Joe Buck, Troy Aikman. The battle, the NFC West. The San Francisco 49ers. Kyle Shannon going to travel to take on Sean McVay and the Los Angeles Rams. Chris, do you have the pick number, the, the playoff number so far for our picks? Before we before we before we give our picks right now. Last week in the divisional, you went three and one. I went one and three. Wow. The only game I got right was the Bengals. The toughest pick. Was the one I got right. I had the Bucks. They didn't win. I thought the Packers were going to blow out the Niners. 
And I picked the Bills. I said the Chiefs are probably going to win this game, but I have the future on the Bills. I have to pick them. So I essentially was two and two, but I put Bills on the dotted line. I'm one and three. For the playoffs, you are nine and one. And I'm five and five. Five and five. I'm like, hey, listen, it's like it's it's like the other, you know, popular uh, video meme on on Twitter, on social media. You had me in the first half. They had us in the first half. That was you yeah. in the regular season. They had us in the first half, baby. But, if only there was more playoff games, you'd be catching up. Yeah, you yeah. you have read the playoffs like a book. The only game you've gotten wrong has been the biggest upset of the playoffs. Yeah, and and again, that one I got completely wrong. That one I can't even say. Like I thought maybe, you know, the foreigners had a chance. I literally said the Packers were gonna steamroll through them and they threw it right in my face and I was wrong. Well, let's get into it. Three o'clock, Cincinnati traveling to the Kansas City Chiefs. Chris, will the Chiefs make it to their third straight Super Bowl? I have them in the Super Bowl in our early predictions before the season started. You heard me say before, if the Bengals pull it off, I will buy a Joe Burrow jersey. So that is an that is enough of of a commitment to to who day that hey, I've been riding with you guys all year. I've been a believer in Burrow and Chase. Not a believer in that O-line, but they have exceeded my expectations, and my expectations was way higher than public. the public. I'm going to take the Chiefs because I have them as my Super Bowl winner. Have them in there. They're still alive. But I would pay. I literally will pay if the Chiefs, uh, if the Bengals win. I would love for it to happen. I just don't think it does. No, and I'm going to have to agree with you. As much as it pains me to pick the Chiefs to to make the Super Bowl for the third straight season, I honestly don't. Again, I'm hopefully, hopefully it's like the Pack game. I don't see this game being close. You know, I, I think this is one of those games that it's going to be close. It's going to make the AFC Championship game last year against Buffalo. The Bengals might come out strike first, strike fast, strike first, you know, big play to Chase or Higgins or Boyd. And then Pat Mahomes and that Chiefs offense is going to get rolling, and it's going to be sayonara from there. The, the, one, the one thing about the Bengals that is good is they can keep up with the big plays. We know the Chiefs defense gives up a lot of big plays. We know this. And especially, I mean, I know Tyron Matthew will probably be back from concussion protocol, but if he isn't, that's really going to hurt the Chiefs' defense a lot because he's their captain out there. But we know the Bengals can, can score in bunches with them. We've seen it already. I just don't know if you could do that to the Chiefs twice in one season. We don't. I don't. I, I don't think you can. And I think after that one that one loss the Chiefs had to them, I think it's one of those losses the Chiefs like have in their back pocket, like looking forward to like they that's what they want. They want it the back. I think the Chiefs want the Bengals, especially now you have Joe Burrow saying, you know, he's played in SEC stadiums. He's played in Mount Stadium. So that arrowhead's going to be on fire on Sunday, rocking. I'm going Chiefs. And I think Pat Mahomes keeps cementing his legacy as one of the best quarterbacks we've seen already in such a young, short career. It's funny because. I love Joe Burrow. I agree with him. There are plenty of SEC stadiums 
that blow a vast majority of the NFL out of the water, but it is literally statistically proven that Arrowhead Stadium is the loudest stadium in sports in America. Like it's love you, Joe, but but like it's it's pretty proven that Arrowhead gets the loudest. I get what he was saying though. No, of course I understand what he's saying. He's because he's saying like, yeah, listen, I played in loud stadiums before. I've been to Tuscaloosa. I played in, you know, I've literally played at LSU. I've I've been to these stadiums, but again, we will see. But moving on now to the NFC Championship game, the battle of NFC West, the San Francisco 49ers versus the Los Angeles Rams. Me and Chris both have the the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. Will we get? Will we get a Chief 49ers Super Bowl? Twice in three years. Think about that. Who would have thought that? That, that? That's on the possibility. Chiefs 49ers for the second time in three years. Or are we going to get the matchup of the Rams and Chiefs in the Super Bowl that, you know, NBC is dying to get. And the NFL and NBC is dying to get in the Super Bowl, especially after the game they had a few years ago. Grant, Jared Goff was our quarterback, that Monday night game. But they want – they. Those two teams are the star power teams that the flashiest, the sexiest, the big names. If the Rams make it to the Super Bowl, and again, our Chiefs prediction, Pat Mahomes, Kelsey, Hill, Andy Reid, Rams, Von Miller, Odell, Stafford, McVay, Donald, Ramsey. But Chris, can Sean McVay finally get over the hump and defeat Kyle Shanahan in the most meaningful matchup of their young coaching careers. It's funny because personally, I think there's a very good chance that the Niners win this game and get smoked in the Super Bowl. Like I, I think Andy Reid will have a field day against that Niners defense if that were the matchup. I... I would love for the Rams to lose for selfish purposes. All of this talk of Sean McVay lost the six in a row by the Niners. Kyle Shanahan owns Sean McVay. All of that. You know what that all says to me, Pat? The gambler in you should know the d- deep down in there. He's due. He's due. He's they're the better team. So I'm I'm saying it like they're the underdog, but that's how well the Niners have played against the Rams. Whether it's coming back from large deficits or just completely blowing them out like they did on uh, I think it was Monday night when they played early in the year. Yep. Sean McVay is due to finally get his revenge on Kyle Shanahan. And I think he gets it done. And my fear is that they win, and this is the catapult to being able to defeat the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. Not an easy thing to do, but I am going Rams, Chiefs, Super Bowl, LA. It's, LA is yeah, the location, LA, not the winner. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, yes, we'll, we'll save that for our Super Bowl our Super Bowl preview the week that the few days before the Super Bowl comes out, whatever. But um, yeah, man, it, this game is so weird again. Cause I think the Rams are due. I really do. 
but it took how many years for to get a team to actually play in their hosted stadium at a Super Bowl? Fifty something years. It finally got the Bucks last year, and they were a five seed or whatever they were, and made it. You're telling me we're gonna have it twice in fifty something years, like back to back, just like that. That's how it goes, though. That's really how. You're right. Like- that, that's usually how it goes. But again, like Sean McVay is Kyle Shannon owns Sean McVay. Like he just knows how to play it right. And Trent Williams now, granted, Packers, not the Packers, but um, you know they didn't have Tristan Wirfs last last week for the Bucks, so that that really hurt them. Forty uh, Nine's got the best left tackle in football, in my in my opinion, and Trent Williams. Trent Williams is there. Trent Williams is there, so that he's going to slow down someone. He's going to slow down either Vine or or, or um, Leonard Floyd, someone. And can the Ram- is I don't know if Whitworth's going to be back for the Rams because that's that's big. So we could block Nick Bosa. I I don't trust the 49ers secondary. I think their secondary isn't as good as people think it is. You know what I mean? It's not, it, their defense a few years ago was better than it was now. In my opinion. Um, but again, the 49ers are just playing hot right now. The 49ers are just playing really good. But I have to go with the Rams here. I have to pick the Rams to win. Yeah. This 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 game, their season comes like everything they wanted comes down to like comes down. This is what exactly you couldn't ask for a better situation if you are a Ram fan. You make all these trades to get all these big names. You get you get Jalen Ramsey. What I think last, the last year they got Jalen Ramsey or two years ago. Uh, I don't know. COVID's throwing my timeline all off. Yeah, whatever. But again, I think it was last year. I think it was last year too. But again, you get you get these. But you trade for Von. Oh, no, it was at the it was it at the deadline two years ago. It might have been the deadline two years ago. But like, regardless of the fact, you trade all these picks away for all these big top name players that everyone knows. You sign Odell from when he the the Browns let him go. You trade for Von Miller, one of the best pass rushers we've ever seen. You, you trade for you trade Jared Goff, who bought you to a Super Bowl for Matt Stafford because you know he couldn't get you over the top. This is the game you have to win if you're Sean McVay. You cannot lose this game. You have to win this game. The 49ers could lose this game and it's still a good season for them. The 49ers can lose this game and they're like, hey, we weren't supposed to be here. Like we got here. Like just on good coaching and our players playing their asses off and running the football and Debo Samuel being the X factor of the year in the NFL. You're Sean McVay. You you beat the you beat the Super Bowl champs. You you win your first, you blow out your other division rival in the Cardinals in the in, in the wild card round. This game you're at home and you have one more and if you win you play the Super Bowl in your own stadium. You don't have to go anywhere. If you are the Rams, you cannot lose this game. I don't think they are. I'm picking the Rams to win in a close one against the 49ers. If you're a Rams fan, I'm dead serious when I say this. If you're a Rams fan, if they lose this game, you truly have to have wonders about Les Snead and Sean McVay. Because on paper, what more could you do to set up a team where you should be winning at where you should at least be in the Super Bowl. If you get to the Super Bowl and lose to the Chiefs, you know, like it's not, it's obviously not a win. You want to win it all, but the public can at least understand it. 
if they don't win this game as a Rams fan, you have to be like, what could they do differently in this offseason, in the next offseason that will make things any different to make me believe that they're going to win next year? What really, what could they do? Because they're not going to have a first round draft pick. They won't have one for the following year either. Odell's yeah, a free agent. They have to pay him. Von Miller's a free agent. So, Von Miller's another free agent. So you're just th- – th- this is the team that you need to get there with the, to the Super Bowl. You have to get there. You have to. This is like – if it is not – I truly believe if it is not this year, it is never. This is – you, yeah. Sean McVay, you wanted your guy. You got your vacation, buddy. This is the guy you wanted. You got him. There is no other way – that you can defend this. You you got your all of the excuses have been have been uh have been used. Oh well Goff wasn't good enough. Oh well, you know, they they still need another star weapon. Oh, they still need a premier pass rusher. Oh, they need a shutdown corner. It's all there. So oh they got the how many years has it been? Oh, everyone's looking for the next Sean McVay, the guy who still is yet to win a Super Bowl. Everyone's still looking for the next Sean McVay. If it's not this year, people need to hop on the CTD wagon and say, Rams are worthless. <laughs> but hey, so me and Chris both have the Chiefs and the Rams in the Super Bowl. I hope I'm wrong about the Chiefs. I hope we're both wrong about the Chiefs. Uh, Joe Burrow, make us proud. Uh, and the Rams, like we just said, it's put up or shut up now, you know. Matt Stafford, listen, you got out of Detroit. Everyone bit, everyone's been the biggest Matt Stafford guy forever. Everyone, you know, Matt Stafford just needs guys. Detroit will be, he'll show it, he'll show his true self. Hey, man, it's one game away, one game away. Real quick before you go, you bring it up saying a home Super Bowl game didn't happen for years. And then just a, something that came to my mind on how like history works like that. Remember when uh, Melvin Gordon broke? the rushing record for uh, in a game in college when he was at Wisconsin, he ran for like 300 something yards. And then like eight days later, it got broken after it was a record that was set for years. Like that is just how weird sports work that like something won't happen for years. And then it happens twice. Like it's like baseball, like a no hitter won't happen for months. And then it'll be two in a week span. You're like, how is there two right back? Like back and forth, like that's just how weird history works. So that's what that's what makes me think even more. The Rams are hosting a, play, uh, a Super Bowl, <laughs> and there'll there'll be more fans for the Chiefs or Bengals there than they are Rams fan because we know Rams fans aren't the. Uh, are, are there really any Rams fans besides Danny Frost? Are there? Well, L.A. is the worst fan base, the worst city fan base in outside of South Florida. Those are the two. The two worst spots for hey, they're celebrities. Okay, leave them alone. This is coming from a Miami Heat fan. It's South Florida and LA, the two worst areas. For trust sports me, fans. trust me. We 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 remember the Heat walking out in Game Six in the NBA Finals. We'll never forget Sickening. it. Sick. We'll never forget it. And then they're just trying to get back in as soon as the, the Heat came back and won that game. We'll never. And Chris ba- Chris Bosh said. After the game, all those people that walked out, good. We didn't want them to come back in. Those aren't true fans. He's 100% right. And Chris Bosch is still the most underrated basketball player 
in this, goddamn, in this time. What a way to end the pod with Chris Bosh appreciation. No, we're not ending with that. We're not ending with that. So we have our Super Bowl picks. We just gave Chris Bosh some love. Chris, real quick, since we are diehard wrestling fans, who are give me your men and women's Royal Rumble picks for the Royal Rumble this Saturday. Uh, the women, I have no idea. Um, I'll say Alexa Bliss. Uh, uh, I, that, that's a great pick. And I'm going to go on a limb. I mean, it's not really a limb, but I'm, you know, I'm going to maybe they get her back. I'm going to go Ronda. I'll go Ronda. Okay. Maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe they get her back. And with the men, give me your men. Give me your men Royal Rumble pick. Uh, I'm going to go Styles, uh, but I could, I, I could see Owens winning it, but I'll go Styles. Styles, and they're gonna go, I'll go different. I'll go Biggie. I think they're gonna get Biggie. They're gonna get Biggie back on track and give him some love here. So, uh, guys, championship weekend. Two huge games. Two people will be crowned their conference champion and move on to the Super Bowl. You know, next week's pod, we will break down the two games. Hopefully, there's more coaching hires. We can break down all the coaching hires around the NFL. We'll get more into Nathaniel Hackett with my Denver Broncos. Guys, keep listening. And Matt Eberflus to the Chicago Bears. Yes, Matt. I, I honestly completely forgot about that one already. But hopefully hopefully most of these vacancies are filled out by next week because I uh, love to talk about them here with Chris. Guys, have a good night, good morning, good afternoon, good day. Tell everyone about this podcast. Enjoy Championship Sunday. Chris? Joe Burrow, please. Please, man. I'm we are begging you. Oh, we don't know. We are Begging you, Joe Burrow. We need you, Joe Burrow. Have a good have a good day, everyone. See you next week. And here we go, here we go. You've been listening to Slants and Rants with CTD and Vega. Please leave a like, rate, and review. Also, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Slants Rants Pod. Until next time, don't forget to shake them.